A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, share our feelings about those characters, and then make them fight for our amusement and yours. I'm your host, my name is Joseph Scrimshaw, with me as always is Ken Knapsack. Happy to be here, as always, for another fun ed- edition of Databank Brawl, where we always get weird. 
That is right. A lot of fighting, a lot of weirdness. This one's going to be weird, too. It's just, uh, this is, you know, sometimes we have some, uh, like, a, a Jedi fighting an actual, like, trooper or something. Right, yeah, right. Sometimes it's it's Weirdo City, and this is kind of Weirdo City. <laughs> and one weirdo should hold his own, but I'd, I don't want to over over explain before this happens. Uh, we like to say on these databank brawl episodes to remind you that we have this great animated version of a databank brawl episode that's on YouTube. So if you haven't checked that out, animation done by the great Brian Ward, go check that out. And also today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com slash four center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week, we're going to recommend a book that's got some good old fighting in it, and that is Most Wanted. That is the uh, sort of prequel to Solo, a Star Wars story. So if you're like, I want more Solo, I want more Kira, did they have a weird Rodian friend? This will answer those questions. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash forcecenter. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash forcecenter for your free audiobook. Helps us out a lot. All right. Did you did you download an audiobook while I was doing that, Ken? I did. I did. I've, <laughs> I've listened to most wanted twice. Yeah. <laughs> During the whole plug. That's yeah. how long the plug was. Yeah. Anyway, well then we better get moving. Are you ready for your first combat? Absolutely. Okay, we are going back to the world of solo a mm. Star Wars story. Our first combatant is Lark and Jonk. I mean, it comes up right away. Okay, so you got Lark and Jonk <laughs> right away. Okay, I thought that one might be one I had to spell, but nope. <laughs> Lark and Junk pop right up. It was like, oh, you mean these characters? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're not YouTubers. Lark and Junk. Uh, how <laughs> Here's what the uh, databank says. House rules dictate that Lark and Junk must enter Sabacc games as a single player, as their two heads would give them an unfair advantage. Although not truly twins, their nickname pays homage to their conjoined nature. <laughs> that raises more questions than it answers, I think. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say, are Lark, Lark and Junk, a.k.a. the twins, are they on Wikipedia? They are, sir. They are. Now, their entry uh, is, is pretty short. Lark and, Junk, Lark and Junk, nicknamed the twins, was a Dan Zinken who lived during the reign of the Black Empire. That's all you get. But behind the scenes, you get a little bit more what they were created for. Um, Pablo Hidalgo in his book was the one that kind of identified them. Um um, they were uh, the Lunt Davies, Jake Lunt Davies, the guy who created them. So they give uh, based off a 1950s monster feel. So a lot of that stuff there, but no stats. Okay, no stats. Eye color black, skin color red, um, and that's about it. And they did appear in Double or Nothing: The Lando Comic Part Five because I, I think uh, it's just a shot though. There's okay. There's solos. The only time they've really been. Involved. <laughs> They've been so prominent, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm pulling up a picture of them. Let's uh, let's give them a nice good description. So they're kind of uh, they're have like a, a wormy neck, right? They look like uh, the shrimp cocktails I enjoy uh, when I go to the smokehouse <laughs> in town. Here, they look like un unplucked shrimp. Or something. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, I pulled up the image search and I from Wikipedia. <laughs> Yeah, they do. They have a shrimpy quality. I'm not hungry right now. No, I feel like if I was walking in a garden and I saw their head stick out, I'd be like, somebody needs to pull this vegetable out, right? Yes. Oh, actually, you know what? That's actually, you've just described it perfectly. Their body kind of does look like uh, some kind of root. Some kind of uh, yeah, yeah, uh, they're root beet. vegetable, yeah, yeah, root vegetable. There you go, uh, <laughs> with a shrimp-like head. Yeah. Yes, and and little long. They got little tiny. Looks like little feet. 
Yeah. And then they got these long uh, hands with two pinchers, so two to speak. Two pinchers, yeah. Uh, so all that's kind of going on under the table in Solo. Yes. And then on top, how many eyes do you think they got there? Uh, at least four. I wonder, does it go, all, does the it go all the way around? around? Yeah. So they have four, at least four is what I'm seeing here. Okay. Yeah, a minimum of four eyes. Yeah. We can, oh, look, here's a, oh, yeah, yeah, no. I'm going to try to do an image search to answer the question, how many eyes how does many Mark eyes? and Junk have? Oh, yeah. I, I think you can never see more than four in any of the images. That is correct. I'm not seeing. Oh, no. Here's one image where their head is twisted around to the point where it looks like they're flat on the back. Okay. Flat head on the back. So four <laughs> eyes in front, nothing in the back. What's <laughs> <laughs> going on? With the uh, eye business of Larkin Jonk, yeah. I like that. And then, yeah, they got the two big tendril ear head things. Yeah. And then a bunch of little tendrils kind of beard-like dripping from their face. Yeah, yeah, little, yeah, it makes, looks like they have little beards. Yes, it does. <laughs> little beards. Yes, tendril yes. beards. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Beard, beards. All right, so uh, we've been doing a lot of these characters like this uh, mm-hmm. on Databank where we don't know really as much about them, so it's harder to have feelings, emotions, memories, but what are your Larkin Jonk feelings? It's, it's, it's positive, and it's ended up positive. I think the first time I saw these characters, like, really paid attention to them was like, you and I had the privilege of attending that Denny's event. Yes. We got to spend see that Denny's commercial, and we got to try those Denny's Han Solo pancakes. Ooh. They were good, though yeah. I... I think I, we both passed out later from a sugar coma. <laughs> so it was the first time I was like, oh, so I I, let, I love weird Star Wars characters, uh, creatures. I, I actually really do. But I, oddly enough, I don't like the ones that seem to come off as looking too much like, oh, that's a bug. And that's right. It. Um, there's some in The Force Awakens. There's even some in uh, Canto Bite. And there's some, there's some in New Hope that I'm like too bug-like. And there's, yeah. there's even the large cricket, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in the cantina, right? Yeah, so, there's just Wolfman. Wolfman is yeah. another great example. Yes, I, 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 for whatever reason, as much as I love weird. So when I saw these characters, I was like, mm, maybe. The whole Sabacc scene is one of my favorite things in Star Wars. I just love it. I think it's so weird. And so now I have an affinity for, for now what I really will always remember is Larkin Junk. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, I really like them because I think uh, when I first saw them, the they really capture original cantina. And it made it, it made Solo, and I think all of Solo does feel grounded to a very similar creature design to the original trilogy. Uh, I think even more than the the sequel trilogy movies, and I think Lark and Jonk really fill that out. Like, I think when I saw them, I thought, oh man, I could have had that Kenner action figure. And they could have had a ridiculously long backstory in Expanded Universe where you knew why they were at the cantina. Because one of them was a rebel spy, and one of them was an imperial spy, and they fought. Like, they just (laughs) evoked everything. One had Jedi powers. One had Jedi powers, but the other didn't. One head was (laughs) Force-sensitive. Who knows? Could still be true here in Databank Brawl. But they're so evocative of the classic cantina characters to me that I just like, yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you. That that Sabacc scene just... Uh, dripping with flavor uh, yeah. in character, and it's because all all of these aliens are emotive. Yeah, that you you believe that they're really looking at the spot game and have opinions and feelings about what's going on. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah, good 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 call. Yeah. All right. So that is it for Lark and Jonk. They will be fighting our next combatant, who is Amon Grem. Amen. Grim pops up right away, too. Excellent. Here's what the databank has to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. The captain of Dryden Voss's security forces, Grim, 
is an intimidating Hylobin who insists all security inquiries are funneled through him. A scar across his snout hints at a violent past. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, we did uh, uh, another Hylobin. We did uh, Tote Ra, mm-hmm. who is a security guard. I believe yeah. that was an episode uh, with Ash Crossan. Right. With yes. our friend Ash. Tote's the one that checks in the weapons, right? Yeah, yeah. but Eamon's the one who gets really for a Star Wars creature. Uh, quite quite glorious amount of screen time. His name is said by Dryden right? more than once. Eamon, are you there? <laughs> At first I was just like, what, Eamon? What, is Dryden making like a call to like... <laughs> To a, a child? To, uh, is he calling a millennial? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I had the same reaction when the first time Dredden says it. Excellent work, Eamon. I was like, Eamon? Eamon? <laughs> is this a talent show? What's going on? Who's Eamon? Is it Game of Thrones? Like, what is, what's going on here? Uh, yeah, but Eamon Graham is none of those things. He is an intimidating hylobin. Yeah. So yeah. what do you what do you got on Wikipedia? Uh, we got height. We got one point nine three meters. Hair color is a proud orange. Eye color black. Skin color gray. Yeah, I mean we don't see a lot. We just see his his snoot. Um, uh, male, like I said, and uh, he did officially die. We know that. But was oh, was he officially was he murdered uh, there? Severine. The, Severine. He died. Huh? We, we get this. I I think this this might be from the novel by Myrn Lafferty. Um, uh, he died on Severin when Infus Ness attacked his team and broke his neck. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah, there was some neck snapping, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Wasn't there? It is from the novel, Expanded Edition. Yeah, okay. Okay. But, as always with Databank Brawl, deaths don't mean anything to us. No, no, they can come back. Okay, so this, uh, a scar across his snout, huh? Hmm. Speaks of a violent past. Yeah, do you, are you seeing a uh, scar in his I'm, images? I'm slightly above his nose or under his nose lip area. Looks like he may have uh, been uh, been seen cut or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's that. Yeah, it's uh, he's got a lot going on in his face. Yes. So it's hard to see the cut. Yeah, uh, yeah so let, let's describe what this fellow looks like. He looks like a Chronicles of Narnia character in a Star <laughs> Wars outfit. The blaster, that helmet that opens up, it closes, and to have a kind of like a, just a, you know, big black visor, yeah. yellow outlines, but it opens up to reveal a very lion-like face. Yes, he does really, I mean, yeah. he's got kind of a strange hipster beard, no mustache yes. thing going on. yes. Eyes, these dark, almost like cat-like eyes. There's, there's some, Ooh, some yeah. cat-lion-like um, uh, design in his face, and so his eyes. Uh, in this picture, I'm looking at. I really have never seen his eyes, and they're piercing. Oh yeah, little dark black pupils, so maybe blue around the. I can't tell, but he is just he is, and he looks like a permanent grimace, just like. Argh. Oh yeah, and when I zoom in, I think that's what they mean by the scar. It looks like he's like one uh, part of his lip is cut, moving okay. up toward his nostril. Okay. Nasty, nasty. Yeah, and I, I really just looking at just his photo, it's cool to see his, how awesome his outfit is. Right. He's got that little uh, pauldron, and then everything is accented by gold and all of those half-circle uh, symbols of the Crimson Dawn, and even his blaster has a bunch of gold highlights. Like, Crimson Dawn wants to kill you while also reminding you that they have more money than you do. Right. It's cruel. Uh, yes, absolutely. I like that. I like that. Uh, it, it's they're saying, you know, we work for Dryden. We work for Dryden. We, we're good. Yeah, yeah, we're his enforcers, which he seems to have really done a good job of making people afraid of his enforcers, and this guy in particular. So you have to imagine, he is tough. Eamon, show him how tough you are. <laughs> Eamon, show him 
Wow, you can surpass your name. Um, so how do you feel about Eamon Graham? I, 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 I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I, as much as I love Solo, there's some, some aspects of uh, just Dryden that, um, I love Dryden Voss. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it, it, it's a weird, it, it f- at times feels like a 1970s comic book of Star Wars, which is, which is great, which means it's going to have some weird things to it. So I think initially, much like with Lark and Junk, I, I look, ah, it's a big lion. I don't know if I'm drawn to that. You know, uh, not that I only want human characters in my Star Wars. I don't. And then over time, I, I just like the idea of Dryden's own personal uh, enforcers, his security team that's going to make him stronger. And I'm, I, I have become fine. And I liked Tote Ra, you know, when we talked about him and when he, we fought him. And I just like the look of it. So I've come to I've come to like uh, Eamon more than I think I did in the, the initial viewing. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I really like the picture uh, looking at him. I feel like as much as I was just complimenting the creature creation, I feel like the Hylobans are a little generic, uh, you know, compared to how exotic some of the other fun canteen aliens are. That's a good way to say it. Yeah, and I know you want, like, just a beefy, scary-looking alien, and I think they did a, a good job of, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, he looks like an enforcer. He's beefy and scary and scarred and all that. Uh, so so good job there, and his outfit is just terrifying, mm-hmm. both uh, economically and <laughs> just normal terror. I don't, I, I want, when you, like... When you say generic, I, I totally agree with that. Like, I wonder if, if Eamon had got just a little bit more of his own personality put in. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, so much of the last bit of the plot moves on, well, you can't t- touch Dryden because he's got his enforcers around him. Like, right. that they were unstoppable. Right. You know, unless you really got the drop on them. Mm-hmm. So giving, giving them a little bit more uh, spin that way, either visually or... Uh, whatever else, but uh, you know, I like. Uh, I guess I like what the character of Eamon stands for of that uh, good Star Wars perspective that we have power, we have you know all the guns and the control, and we're just going to walk through life thinking we can boss everybody around. And nope, turns nope. out you got you got psyched out and you got your neck snapped. <laughs> dead, 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 dead. There you go. That's what you get, Eamon Graham. Uh, so, uh, any other thoughts? No, no, ready. Great. Let's see how this turns out. Let's dive in. Let's fight. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. As always, mm-hmm. it's uh, we want to keep it when the characters are alive, mm-hmm. but who knows? Uh, Eamon could have had been revived. <laughs> he could have uh, some sort of a uh, mecho neck. Mecho neck. Oh, wow. That's not bad. Mechano neck. Mecho neck, indeed. I love when he fought He Man. Um, I think Mecho neck is an actual Yeah, Mecho neck, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it would be not mecho-neck, mecho neck, though. Yours is Mecho neck, his cousin. <laughs> I think we can play around with before. Okay. And I mean, I'm trying to not put this at Fort Ipso, but I don't know if that's possible in my mind. I might have to defer to you. What what if this? What if Lark and Jonk got themselves invited onto uh, the first light? Oh, that's great! Got them invited. Got themselves invited to a mm-hmm. fancy party and think Lark and Jonk can clean up. Right. Lark and Jonk can put on a little tie. Oh, a little bow tie. A little on bow Jonk tie and a, <laughs> like a tie on, and a yeah, maybe a hat. On, yeah. a little hat on uh, Lark and a tie on Jonk. Excellent. You're right. You're excellent. Yeah. They swindled somebody out of an invitation to a little soiree. Oh, it's like the, the going to a, like a business conference and you pretend that you're so-and-so. Yeah, it's like because clearly Dryden's just throwing a cocktail party for Imperials mm-hmm. to schmooze for the regional governor to be murdered. Yeah. You know, just cocktail party with nefarious uh, reasons. Yeah. But who knows, maybe Larkin Jonker are thinking, I can get into a game, I can make some connections, you know. Right. We don't actually know what Larkin Jonk do. Maybe that will be revealed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think they, they I like swindled this. somebody out of their invitation. I like this. And they they get past Tote Raw. Yep. They hand over uh, their blaster. Mm-hmm. They, they have a blaster. We'll say so. Yeah. yeah a little yeah. tiny, noisy cricket looking thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
little yeah. pew pew. Yeah. Uh, and I think they go up to that that main party area. I think there's a lovely uh, performance going on mm-hmm. uh, from Aradia Vento Foley and uh, Fat Weirdo. Yeah, and that's <laughs> always named Fat Weirdo. Fat Weirdo. The doors open up. Yes, yeah. and they walk on, and they're just they're just they're almost like Finn at Canto Bite. Yeah. Oh, we finally got up here. This is great. Yeah, they're they're eight eyes total, taking mm. everything in, really appreciating it yeah. all, the beauty of it. And, I, and you know, I think maybe they they're a little hard up for money, so I think they go right to the uh, hors d'oeuvres <laughs> table, right? I feel you. I feel you. They go up there and they look at there's a like a space shrimp cocktail. They're not touching. Yeah, I mean, that's a little weird. Um, oh, but there's some wonderful little rolls, some some. Uh, Clawfish there. There was the colo the colo clawfish. clawfish. Yeah, uh, some uh, Alderanian muffins. <laughs> Alderanian meat muffins. We'll call them Alderanian meat muffins. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, Alder yeah. Alderan made so many great yeah. foods. This is a great time. But <laughs> That's why it's a shame that planet eventually goes away. <laughs> Before they blew up, they did yeah. such an amazing job. Um, and I think that Lark and Junk are there not just to eat fancy mm. uh, food in the mouth that we're going to imagine they have somewhere. Somewhere. It opens up. It's behind those It's behind beards. the, yeah, the, the beard, the tendril beard. Tendril beard. Uh, and I think that they want something there. What What are they actually doing? Are they smugglers? Are they pickpockets? Are they trying to be bounty hunter assassins? What are they looking for? I think they just uh, uh, quite directly and simply want to defeat Lando in a game of Sabacc. And they are looking for a leg up, and there's someone here who has a cheat they're trying to get on. Oh, so they're trying to get, like, new equipment? It's like a... Potentially like a, a like a like a trick card like Lando has. They 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 feel as though Lando. No one knows Lando's been cheating, but they just feel they want to leg up. They're they're big players at that Sabacc table in their mind. So okay, so they figured it out that yeah. Lando is cheating. They but and they think that they can get a. Uh, it's our turn. Yeah, it's our turn. It is. <laughs> that is what, uh, how they talk to each other, yeah. mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love this. Uh, so I think that they have heard of some sort of rare illusion card that you yes. tap it and it becomes whatever card you want it oh, to be. Like a holographic kind of. Yeah, oh, yeah, but it's yeah. undetectable, undetectable. And word is it's going to be on, there's a seller on, here on First Light. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So I think they go kind of slithering and slumping. across. The first priority taken care of, they have shoved hors d'oeuvres into the mouth holes under their <laughs> tendril beards. Uh, they go sliding by. They they wink uh, at Lulilo Primak, who is the actual name yeah. of that weirdo. Uh, and I think they're trying to suss out who here has that information. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that they uh, go up to someone. Who do you think they go up to? I think they go up to one of the Twi'lek uh, uh, guests there um, who's just kind of walking around a socialite. Yeah, so yeah, speak. yeah. Warm, pleasant face. And they just kind of like, that person. That person might know everything. Because their thought is maybe everyone's going to tell the Twi'lek their secrets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Lark and Jonk. Uh, mm-hmm. Lark speaks high, Jonk speaks low. I think right? that works for me. Right? No, old high and low. Yeah. Uh, so, I think Lark's like... Not slow and low. <laughs> not I slow don't. and low. No, it's not not another Beastie Boys reference. Uh, I think uh, Lark says, hi! And Jonk says, hello. <laughs> uh, and they just, they're 
just, I think they're relatively smooth uh, and start right. chatting her up. And she knows that that's mm-hmm. kind of her role here to, to chat with people, but also to figure out like, are they, are they important? And I think pretty soon they wind around to like, so we're wondering about a uh, card. And they just, <laughs> just go right into it. Have you heard of a card, an illusionist card? Yeah, for Sabal. <laughs> exactly. And I think that she just says, uh, I, this is dangerous. I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't. I need to go stand over there right now. Yeah, not here. Yeah. And she, she scuttles away. I think yeah. she knows that this is a high bid thing that is mm-hmm. more, has more danger involved in it he, than they are aware of. Yeah. And, uh, Cause, yeah, the implications you could be using this to cheat at a game here on, on, uh, Dryden's ship. Uh, yeah. In first light. First light. Yeah. But I think her eye flicks to another person. Mm. I think it, uh, it, uh, flicks to a, uh, an Imperial actually. Oh yeah. An Imperial officer. Mm-hmm. And there's a lieutenant, uh, yeah, sitting over there. Uh, Lieutenant uh, Fama uh, Jenkins, but the the Jenkins is a is a J E E N apostrophe K I N S. (laughs) Okay, Lieutenant Fama Jenkins, Jenkins, Jenkins. Yes, Uh, and I think that. Lark and Junk just try their hands at some good old pickpocketing. Yes. Because they're like, oh, man, we're not, we're never going to be able to buy this off an Imperial. No, we didn't no. have enough credits. No, yeah. we don't have. So I think a Lark's like, mm. well, nothing to lose, says Junk. <laughs> and uh, they reach their little hand up. Mm-hmm. And with their eight eyes, it gives them great awareness. Oh, head on right, a swivel. Right, head on a swivel. Literally. As... as Jonk reaches, Lark sees the Twilight whispering to Eamon Graham. Yes. Right? Yes. And Eamon does this like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Whips his head over. He says, because that's that's how they talk. Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah, exactly. They speak in English, but it's very deep and muddled and hard hard to understand. Um, And I think uh, Eamon Graham comes marching over, right? Absolutely. Uh, helmet is open. You there. Stop what you're doing. Um, nothing. And they whip their hand behind their back. Uh, Lieutenant Fama Jenkins, um, Mina thinks it's like something to do with him. Yeah. So he's like, ah, 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 I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> runs away. There's a cloud of dust behind him. Oof. Exit stage right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I think actually, uh, as he runs, he drops his card. And there it is on the floor, shiny oh. and glittering. So I think uh, Lark and Jonk put their their long hands up. Right. And, but just kind of scuttle over so they're sitting on top of the card. Absolutely. And Eamon is, uh, he's, it's... Um, Almost like, you know, when you know, a hobbit is so small, people overlook them a lot. He, he's focused on them, uh, but he just he just kind of, uh, what are you doing? Like, don't move, don't move. So he doesn't see that they're on top of the card. Yeah. His blaster is now pointed at them. Yeah. Oh, straight at their face. Yes. And people, are, there's now, people are looking. Yeah, as soon as the blaster comes up, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
and I think that Dryden's busy elsewhere. He's, yeah. he's, got, he's got a private meeting. He's murdering he's some murdered. other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's murdered. Uh, and Eamon Graham, is, he's the enforcer, so he can take care of this. And I think he's like, just, uh, you're shifty. I don't like those shifty eyes. And you're going to yeah. get out of here or you're going to die. Right. And so Lark and Junk, they are they are not anything. They're, 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 they're smart. They, yeah. they're, they're like, uh, okay, we'll go. And so they slowly start moving, mm-hmm. but they're slowly, they're, that card is, <laughs> you can hear it, and they're moving real slow. Get a, get a move on, says Eamon. Yeah, and I think Lark and Chong is like, we're on our way out. Uh, but it's not fast enough for Eamon Graham. He's like, all right, all right, enough. Rah, 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 rah. So he comes over, and he grabs them. He holsters his, his blaster right. with the lovely gold accents, and yep. he actually just Grabs them. Grabs them. When Grem says go, you grow, you go. (laughs) And he picks them up and I think he just tosses them. Yeah. And as he throws them through the air, that card uh, detaches from there. Yep. (laughs) I imagine moist bottom. Yeah. uh, And uh, flies, spirals through the air. (laughs) And actually, I think it hits Grem right in the eye, the corner of the card. (laughs) Just tags him right in his cat-like eye. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Dropping Lark and Junk, who then start to scuttle fast across the floor. Now they're moving. Yeah, like the card. Forget the card, right? Yeah. They're out of here. Yeah. But Grem thinks he has been assaulted. Absolutely. He got a card in the eye. I would say he has. Yeah, all right. So I think he brings the blaster up and he fires. Absolutely. Absolutely good thing that the card hit his eye, ruining his... Excellent marksmanship for the moment because the blaster fire explodes around Larkin Jonk. The music stops. Yeah. There's screaming. Lulilo Promix, like, ooh, ooh. Uh, and I think screams. People die for cover. This is not the first time that blaster fire has erupted at a no. Crimson Dawn party, no. but no. still. It it takes out most of that appetizer oh, uh, table. So sad. Such the wasted appetizer. Alderanian meat muffins are flying everywhere. <laughs> Space shrimp are going everywhere. Um, some grilled exogorth uh, tenders. They're, it's just a, it's a exotic, yep. beautiful, but now flying everywhere. Mm, giant Minoc barbecue wings. <laughs> gone. Gone forever. Oh, it's best to get them when they're crunching. Yeah. And I think the... At the same time, uh, Grem hits a button that seals the room. Oh, locks everyone in. Now and there's just panic. Lark and Junk slam into the into the door because otherwise they they had a good lead. Ow! <laughs> Ow! Um, and they whirl, and they know that they're in a bad position, really bad. But maybe, maybe they can just stay in the fight long enough to live and find a way out. Right? They do. So they got to retaliate. Grem is now running towards them, right? Knowing his blasters or shots are going too wide. Mm-hmm. Lark and Jonk have a, a second to use anything around them or their own bodies, yeah. to attack back. What do they do? They reach for a uh, fallen, destroyed plate of space shrimp and start flinging them at Gr- <laughs> uh, Amon while saying, "Fly, you brothers and sisters, fly! <laughs> Help us in our time of need." Yeah, fly, fly. Uh, so the, the plates, the, it turns out Lark and Jonk having a total of eight eyes are deadly, mm-hmm. uh, just absolute marks people. Uh, so I think not only do the plates clatter into Eamon Graham's uh, face and shoulders, uh, but the shrimp go under his feet. Yeah. 
And I think he's running forward fast, and I think he does a full-on face-forward flip. He does. Does a flip, hits ground hard, and his mouth kind of opens in a... When that happens, one of the little shrimp pieces gets into his mouth. And what's not known about hylobins is they are very allergic to uh, any kind of uh, crustacean type of snack. Oh, right, right. So he kind of shellfish immediately starts uh, breaking out in a weird discoloration that's hard to see. Yeah, not not fatal, just annoying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Larkin, and, and he's choking now too, right? Cause it's like, he's short of breath. So yes, his oh, mouth yeah. is remaining open. So I think Larkin, John, I think Lark says, should we do it? And John says, we have to try. And I think they, uh, grab a, a, a barbecued Minoc wing, which is quite large. Yes. And they leap on top of Graham. So they're standing on him and they try to just shove the whole wing into his <laughs> open mouth to choke him. Yeah. Like, yeah, it 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 actually scratches up the other side of his face. He's oh, got yeah. a matching scar. Yeah, maybe this is how he gets oh, the lip scratch. Fried minoc wings, taste minoc great, wing. but they're dangerous to eat. Yeah, they got that big claw on them still. So oh, they, yeah, there there they are on top of this. So they're preferred to be eaten that way by many people. Deadly enforcers having a hard time. Yeah, he's yeah. got, got a, a scratch mm-hmm. on his cat cornea. Yeah, he's got he's breaking out into hives. Who knows what else is going to happen to him with that crustacean in his gullet? And he's got a barbecued chicken wing, uh, minoc wing, not chicken wing. That's real <laughs> earth. Uh, minoc wing in his mouth. He's got to get a handle back on this situation, it right? Is. I mean, he's he's the head enforcer. What's he going to do? Uh, he he rolls to his uh, gets up to kind of like his knees and hands, kind of all fours, and he's just choking, <laughs> and he clears out uh, some of the space room. Okay, pops up the... That was deep in his throat. Yeah, but is the wing still in there? He spat that out, right? He he spat that out, too, as well. Um, But he sees now he has a a bit of a weapon as well, uh, aside of his blaster, and he grabs the wing, and I think he flings it back at them. Uh, And I think it hits right in the center of their heads. Ooh. And impales with that that claw, impales like their body between their heads. Oh, like right at the Right at the base of the neck. Oh, so now they have just like a barbecued wing flapping in between their heads? Oh, in there. Yeah, there's such pain there. Oh. Ow. Ow. Yeah, I mean, it's almost beautiful, the song of pain they sing. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, this one, the audience is watching, uh, uh, singing is stopped, entertainment is stopped. Uh, everyone's uh, everyone's on on edge a uh, year, anyways, because they're you know hoping Dryden doesn't come down. Yeah, like it's, know, is this planned? Is this? Or, yeah. Is oh, this some people show? are like great yeah. floor show. Great yeah, floor yeah. Show. Maybe uh, yeah, Lulilo and uh, Oridia are maybe like oh, I'm kind of jealous of that pain mm-hmm. song. It's quite beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think Eamon takes this opportunity where they're flailing in pain to close in because he feels like if I'm right on top of them. Mm-hmm. I can take them. And I think he roars in Rawr! and he grabs either side of their heads mm-hmm. and he does, he just three stooges them as hard as he can. He cracks their heads together. Love right. It. Right. Oh, knocks Lark out. Oh, Lark is out. Ah! <laughs> Lark, Lark. But Lark. Lark is just, I don't think he flips their, their necks seem pretty rigid. So I don't think he flips all the way over. I think he's just sort of like uh, bouncing in the wind. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, not, it's not like a, a <laughs> sunflower that's become droopy. <laughs> yeah. He it's, doesn't just deflate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like Yarl Poof. Yeah. Yeah, unchecked. yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. But all the stars they see with eight eyes. How mm-hmm. many stars can you see when you get your head clonked together? Yeah. Uh, 
And I think that uh, only Jonk awake left to fight. Yeah. Looks quickly at Graham and uses those eight eyes to analyze what's his weakness. Right. The beard. The beard. Right. So it's, oh yeah. Reaches up with that two finger gripping and just grabs the beard and pulls with all of Jonk's might. It, it it doesn't quite pull it tuft out. It's worse. It just the the hair is still there because the pain might end if the hair comes yanking <laughs> out. You know, it's a it's a moment uh, before you pluck. Uh, so uh, uh, it, he's just Jonk is pulling with all his might. Yeah, and I think just as Graham is about to slip away, another one of those shrimp uh, just find its way under his foot, and he <laughs> loses his balance. And I think he gets pulled face down, mm-hmm. smashes into the floor, cracks his uh, helmet even. Oh, yeah, yeah. He can't even close the helmet now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, cut himself up more. He's just a bloody, choking mess. Right. Uh, and that's when the shrimp really kick in. Oh, yeah. Upset stomach. <laughs> Nausea. Uh, nausea and uh, he's breaking out like you said he's breaking out yeah uh, yeah and th- he's got a, a weird system it mm-hmm. works differently than humans yeah. um, he when his uh, digestive system is upset he does not vomit uh, but he begins to weep <laughs> <laughs> it's the hyloban version of vomiting is what yeah, you're saying yeah okay he just starts it's not <laughs> just weeping uncontrollably and uh, <laughs> ambiguous <laughs> Kind of gross purple ooze comes out of his oh, eyes. No. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's, uh, not everybody knows the biology of hylobins no. to know he's vomiting. They're like, we haven't got that book yet. Why is he crying? Yeah. This isn't right. It's really uncomfortable. And this, so some of uh, Eamon's men are there, right? And so they were about to spring into action. Yeah. There's other people, there's a disturbance, there's a disturbance. Now, I like that this is post Han, Chewie, and Kira leaving, so she's not there to kind of run the floor. No. Um, they walk up, Blaster's ready to maybe uh, end this fight, but Eamon's crying. Now, they're high low, but they know what They know that on. that's an upset stomach. So they immediately kind of focus on him. Yeah. You know, Blaster's down. Get help! Get help! <laughs> his stomach's not okay. And other people are like, what? He's crying because his stomach's not okay. Did someone what? feed him space shrimp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that they try to help him. And I think this is where Eamon's pride really kicks in. Right. He he gets to his feet. He pulls away. That They do rip a chunk of his beard out, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he pulls back, and he just kicks Larkin Jonk mm. in the center of that their body mass, sends okay. him flying. Okay, so not, not into the moist underbottom, but in the center. Right in the center, right oh. where that bat wing, general bat wing area. So they go flipping and flying back, I think. Yes, yes. Like a like a record-setting Super Bowl punt, they go flying. Yeah. And then I think Eamon does, because I think Eamon wants to take control of the situation. Mm-hmm. I think he, people don't know what he's doing at first. He seems to be turning away from the fight. Yeah. And he just goes running toward the bar. And he basically, he leaps into the air and he throws, dives, jams his stomach into the end of the bar. And the shrimp come flying I did not know where you're going with that, but that is very smart. (laughs) He's a tactician. Yeah. He knows, like, it's, I can take him if I'm not full of shrimp. If I'm not dying of shrimp. I'm not, yeah, dying of shrimp poisoning. Yeah. The curse of the hylobins. 
uh, in blah, just sputters them out oh, all, all yeah. over the bar. They land in cocktails. Never yeah. eat while listening to databank brawl. No, we've just we've established that. Yes. Um, so they they finally land on the other side. I think they go land up against one of those windows, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Larkin Jonker in a lot of pain. They pull that batwing out. Mm-hmm. Grem is in a little bit better condition. Yeah. And I think maybe as they turn to each other on either side of the room, yeah. maybe this is a good point, place to pause our fight yes. and decide who should win. It should be, um, without a doubt in my mind, Larkin Junk. Okay. I don't think this is a murder-death-kill one, <laughs> but I think Larkin Junk. I, I, have, I have developed an affinity for these okay. characters. Okay, this is, uh, you're just, you're feeling sorry for the underdogs. I am, actually. This yeah, one. yeah. And, I, and the resourcefulness has inspired me. Yeah, I feel like Grem, obviously, as a as an enforcer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. should be able to win this fight. Should but, be. Yeah. But he's been embarrassed. He yeah. wasn't ready for this. Larkin Jonk uh, have gotten uh, very lucky. Right. They've been resourceful. So, yeah, I don't think they can, they can kill Grem, mm-hmm. but I think they can just barely get the upper hand mm-hmm. and make it out alive. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's uh, think about telling that story. You, is there facing off Larkin Junk? So they've just hit the window. Larkin Junk hit the window. They're they're in pain. They're in pain. They're but they they got they know they need to get out of here, right? And the yeah. door is sealed. Yes, right. So I think that's what they're thinking about is how do we get out of here? And that that card's still floating around on the floor too. If they want to really make hay, <laughs> the card is. Um, I, I think I have an idea. Okay, yeah, hit me with it. So they're facing off as if it's going to be a, a, a joust, if you will. Oh, yeah, standing. like they're going to run toward one another or right. slither right. and run. Run. So they're kind of bouncing, and Eamon's just, <laughs> he's huffing and puffing, going to blow the house down, and that's when he starts charging after them. Eamon Grimm. Eamon Grimm starts charging after Lark and Junk. So Lark and Junk, with their two hands, they climb up to the little ledge by the window, and... Lark is start. Lark starts to run, and Junk says, "Stay, on my count." Yeah, and Lark has shaken it off and has come yeah, to right. Come yeah. to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. so they wait, they wait, they wait. <laughs> no, so patient. And just at the last moment, they leap out of the way, and Eamon leaps for them where they once were, and he hits the window, <laughs> breaks it, <laughs> and goes flying out. So Eamon Graham goes flying all the way out. Yeah. Yeah. For the first light. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's parked there. So we're on Vandor, right? Vandor? Fort, we're, we're near Fort Ipso. Yeah. So he, he goes plummeting, one would assume, into yeah. the icy waters. Yes. Um, so I think that Lark says, great, let's get out of here. And Junk says, the cord. The cord. <laughs> uh, so they rush forward. Yeah. And grab the card. Just then, the rest of the enforcers are getting over their shock oh. and start to advance, advance on them. Blasters up, blasters up, and mm-hmm. Lark and Jonk run for the window. They do, but not before stopping by the broken table that has another Minoc wing. Ooh! <laughs> and they grab the Minoc wing <laughs> like a glider. And leap out of the first light in the broken window. They and they they fly out of it, and suddenly shunk on uh, one of their little stubby little legs. Yep. a hand. Amon had managed to catch on to the edge of yes. the ledge, much like Luke and Empire. Yeah, yes. and he is 
grabbing on that mm. that barbecued minoc wing is really aerodynamic though. It's, it's so now starting. all of them are flying through the air. See why it's hard to eat. Mm-hmm. And I think as they're flying through the air, those those cold vander winds catching them. Everybody who is in the Crimson Dawn gathers at the window, and at this point, everybody's turning to them like that's it, this. Is, there's no that way that wasn't planned. This, <laughs> this is a show. This is a performance, right? Plotting, yeah, and like Luli the Primak and uh, Arodia Ventavoli are like they, they're looking over their contract. They're mm-hmm. they are supposed to be the entertainment. Yeah, they we're are the main event. Yeah, boo doo boo boo. We're the headliners. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I think every, so. Everybody in Crimson Dawn is kind of like clapping. Impressive. Uh, Lieutenant Impressive. Jenkins reappears and is like, oh, <laughs> I knew it was a show all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what happens uh, as this weird amalgamation of alien beings are flying through the air on a barbecued Minoc wing? What happens? Uh, Eamon is is now understanding he's, he's in a precarious, bad position. Uh, he doesn't have the advantage here, and he's like, don't he now he's like land land get us all safe i'll let you go he's begging for yeah i'll let you go i'll let you go no and And lark and junk are well they're not having it yeah i think they're debating should we no should we no 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 no. junk is the the daring reasonable one clearly yes um so i think what here's what they do Mm -hmm. i think they fly they navigate and they see that uh, beat up old refining facility mm-hmm. with uh all of those uh various like wind uh devices okay still in the air you know what i'm talking about the, the they, they kind of spin around the the tall yeah you're talking about on, on severine or vandor uh oh this is vandor this you're is right vandor. you're right vandor. you're right they do not fly to another planet right. my bad my bad <laughs> this is vandor uh, yes. So, yeah. so they, they're flying around and instead see the, the mountainous terrain. Right. right yes. Right. Right. right yes. Right, right. And I think that they buzz by the tip of a mountain. Right. And I think they just clip them off. <laughs> <laughs> Much like say a wily coyote or, a, <laughs> uh, I see Eamon kind of hitting and his arms and legs are forward and his body smushed up against the top of the mountain. His face yeah. is cr- scrunched into there. Smashed. And he just, Oof slides down right (laughs) (laughs) down Down i go down he goes not dead no very embarrassed fresh scars right yeah and where do uh where do lark and jonk end up they are able to take this minoc fried minoc wing glider and they fly all the way to fort ipso all the way to fort ipso see in the distance there it is there it is and they just gently glide and people are like kind of watching you know yeah uh Keeley's out there it's the name right here Riley Keeley. it's yeah. just like who's that coming <laughs> are that are they bringing I hey, look it's Lark and Jonk everyone it's Lark and Jonk <laughs> the twins the twins and now they're friends and rivals that are all watching as they slowly glide back to Fort Ipso Fort Ipso to hopefully defeat Lando. Right. Who is nowhere to be found. <laughs> who is nowhere to be found. <laughs> and people are like, word is he's on Numidian Prime. And yeah. like, damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. And they land. And everyone, they bring in the wing. Yeah. To share with everyone. <laughs> so it's really just a happy meal story. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's really what it's about. And that is our story. I think that's a, that's plenty of story. Plenty. That's oh, a man. lot of story. 
I'm strangely hungry now. Yes. I don't normally end the data bank brawls wanting to eat. I want some but shrimp there and you go. I want some shrimp and some barbecued Minoc. That is so great. Uh, if there are characters that you want to see fight, be sure to let us know. Uh, we've been getting some good suggestions. Uh, a lot of time people suggest uh, characters that we've had on before, and at some point I think I might want to start revisiting some other characters, have some fun mashups yeah. uh, that we haven't had before. We'll see. There's still so many Star Wars characters over rolling out yeah way way over 100 episodes and still many more characters to fight we shall see uh maybe we'll even have an actual battle on savarine so i can be correct (laughs) apologies for my error uh so ken where can people find you Uh, you can find me at cadnaps across all social media platforms excellent and if you want to help out uh tony thaxton friend of the show who wrote our great theme music you can check out his patreon at patreon.com slash cloud city soundtrack you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash forcecenter. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw and check out my albums, podcasts, and shows on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter is at forcecenterpod. And until next time, as Luke Skywalker once said, well, no one was really listening to him. I care. That's it for Databank Brawl. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.